The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Booper, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at booper.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 7th of September. In your Squiz today, Victoria's roadmap, Julian Assange is back in court, Brexit trade talks, and two Aussies stay alive at the US Open. This is your Squeeze Today. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews gave his much-anticipated roadmap to getting Victoria out of lockdown restrictions yesterday, Claire. The plan for metropolitan Melbourne can be summed up in four steps. There's not a lot that changes right away, but from the 13th of September, which is next weekend, singles can nominate one person for visits. Also, exercise and outdoor time is being extended to two hours. Then we get into the next stage, and that looks like what happens at the end of September. Restrictions there will only ease if the city averages a daily case rate of 30 to 50 cases, and that's from the middle of the month, so there needs to be a two-week lead-up period to that end of September date. Uh, And then if cases get to fewer than five new daily cases over a two-week period by the 26th of October, things will open up quite a lot. And then when we get to the end of November, quite a lot again if there's no new cases for the state across two weeks and that's what they're calling COVID normal. So the hope is to have things on track by Christmas. As for regional Victoria, it's on a bit more of a fast track. After Andrew's announcement yesterday, the Prime Minister and Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt released a joint statement, Claire. They were keen to point out that all of these calls are being made by the Victorian government and highlighted the economic and mental cost of restrictions continuing. Yeah, there was quite a bit of interest late yesterday when that statement was released that the federal government was actually quite harsh in its response. It called it hard and crushing news for the people of Victoria and, as you say, pointed out the economic repercussions of what's going on there. Likewise, business leaders across the country have expressed concerns about the roadmap. They're very concerned about the state of business, particularly small businesses that are really just hanging on and they're wondering whether they really can get through these next weeks and months. So we're talking the likes of Rob Scott, the Managing Director of Wes Farmers, who said the damage of lockdown extensions is incalculable, as well as the Australian Retailers Association and many more. In Hong Kong, police have arrested almost 300 people and fired rounds of pepper balls at protesters. The demonstrations, Claire, were over the postponement of elections as well as that new national security law imposed by China. Local elections there were meant to happen this weekend. That, of course, didn't take place. The local government head there, Carrie Lam, has put them off for a year, citing the coronavirus crisis. Pro-democracy candidates there had hoped to make some significant headway given that Chinese security law and momentum towards them. But it seems that there is a really harsh crackdown on anyone who is looking to participate in those unauthorised demonstrations. And, of course, there's serious repercussions for them if they are arrested. On that new national security law, UN human rights experts have written to the Chinese government saying they believe that the law, and this is a quote, infringes on certain fundamental rights and undermines freedoms. 
Coronavirus has delayed a lot of things, including Julian Assange's extradition hearing, Claire. That's due to kick off again in London today. As far as the charges he's facing, quick recap, 17 counts of violating the US Espionage Act for his role in obtaining and publishing secret military and diplomatic documents, and one charge for conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. And if he's convicted on all of those counts, he faces a sentence of up to 175 years. Of course, what has to happen first is for him to be extradited to the US and the latest round of hearings kick off today. They're expected to take three weeks and what his team's defence is based around is that he's unfit to travel. Casting our mind back to 2018 when US President Donald Trump was criticised for not attending part of the commemorations to mark 100 years after the end of World War One. At the time, he said it was because the weather meant he couldn't get there. And people from his team at that time who aren't necessarily friends these days back him up in that. But there's a new article in the Atlantic magazine that says that he put it off because he was worried about his hair getting wet uh, and also that he didn't see it as an important thing to do to go and visit a war cemetery because he said that dead American soldiers were losers and suckers. Trump has responded furiously to that report calling the journalist a slime ball. He's also called for the sacking of a Fox News reporter uh, after she said that she had verified the report. Of course, this is all in the context of a US election where the military vote will be very important to Trump's success. And people might hear today that the cast of the iconic movie The Princess Bride is reuniting. This is all about the US election also, Claire. (laughs) It is. They're coming together for a Democratic fundraiser, which has sent many Republican fans of the movie completely troppo about it. Another topic that is so 2018 is Brexit. At the moment, the UK is in an 11-month transition period to leave the EU. That ends at the end of December, which means it has until then to finalise a trade deal with its former partner. Don't know about you, Kate, but I've really missed Brexit this year. We haven't really oh, talked about Brexit all that much. It I seemed... was actually only wondering about it the other day, so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad for the update. It's Thank like you. an old friend that's come back to visit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's happening there? is they're in an 11-month transition period and part of that transition includes getting that trade deal together with the EU. Of course, the UK's trade is really tied very closely to EU standards and laws and they now have to break away and actually sort that out for themselves. And what the UK's chief Brexit negotiator, David Frost, has said is that the government's not scared of walking away from an EU deal. It doesn't seem like a lot of progress is being made there with the EU saying, that they want the UK to compromise more. A message now from our podcast partner, Meal Kit Delivery Service, Marley Spoon. Mondays with Marley Spoon are all about making it easier to get your week organised so you can cook meals worth eating every night. Fact, cooking something quick and easy doesn't mean doing away with taste or variety. For example, with Marley Spoon, this week you could be whipping up a Japanese pork bowl with rice, lettuce and peanuts in just 15 minutes. Or you could whack together a char-grilled chicken souvlaki with zucchini and yogurt. Head to marleyspoon.com.au to sign up. And don't forget, of course, that new customers can use the code THESQUIZ, all caps, all one word, to get $25 off each of your first four boxes. To sport, Claire, and tennis fans will well know that the US Open is on at the moment. And Alex Demonor, a.k.a. as he's known, the Demon, is through to the fourth round, as is Jordan Thompson. 
And Thompson actually takes to the court at 7 o'clock this morning. So uh, there'll be plenty of people probably quite relieved if they're working from home that they can turn the TV on and have a look at that. Demonor, though, of course, is looking at a, a game tomorrow. I don't know if you've ever seen him play, Kate. I was lucky enough to see him at the start of this year when you used to be able to go to events and watch sport. And he is so high intensity. It's exhausting yeah. watching him. So fingers crossed for those two guys. It's the first time Australia's had two players in week two of the US Open since 2001. That was what Pat Rafter and Leighton? That's the ones, yeah. The one. And, and Leighton went on to win that US Open that year. Well, there we go. Let's hope history repeats itself yeah. in this yeah, in this instance. The email subject line, Claire, what are we singing on this Monday? I've gone for Victoria and it's an interesting confluence of events today. It's the anniversary of the shooting of rapper Tupac uh, and I've gone for a song of his, which is Keep Your Head Up. Keep your head up. Not a bad message this morning, I think, for a lot of people. That's all from us today. I hope all the dads out there enjoyed Father's Day yesterday. We forgot to wish you a happy Father's Day on Friday. My apologies. Happy Father's Day. That's all from us and we'll be back tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.